And welcome to another edition of Scott Wheeler's Airplay. This is episode number eight. Remember, you can see us on Facebook, YouTube, PeoriaLife.com. The list goes on and on. Peoria TV, channel 17 on the i3 broadband system. We're streaming now on Peoria Life's Facebook Live page, but remember, you can uh, see this program and previous programs anytime on those uh, platforms I just mentioned. I'm Scott Wheeler from Super Hits WIRL. Today we are joined by a guy I think has been in uh, radio about the same amount of time, radio and TV, same amount of time I have. Chuck Collins in broadcasting for 40 years. He has been a weather uh, forecaster here in Peoria for 30 of those years, first starting out at uh, WMBD-TV and back in 2009 making the switch to WEEK and has been <laughs> watching the skies for us ever since, especially this past yeah. weekend. Good uh, night. Chuck Collins, welcome to Airplay. Scott, great to see you. Before we get into this, what in the world is going yeah. on with our weather well, lately? Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> everybody is bummed out about the weather, especially yeah. the rain, uh -huh. uh, obviously. Uh, but basically, in a nutshell, we just have a system that's been plaguing the Midwest and the Plains, same boundary for about two weeks because of some intense heat out to the Southwest in Atlanta, places like that. And it's not budging and it's just uh, put a stop sign on all the fronts. We just have to get that to move and start moving and that'll gradually occur, but it's still going to take a couple of weeks for that to happen. And uh, we'll have uh, more uh, storms and maybe severe weather off and on uh, throughout that period until we get this uh, thing dried out and moved on. Are we going to have summer? <laughs> are we? Are we? <laughs> I hope so. I'm a summer guy. I love summer's greatest hits on radio. You can't have uh, greatest hits without summer. That's right. So uh, I guess without getting political about the whole thing, something's changing, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. With what, I mean, come on. Yeah. Tornadoes right. and earthquakes and hurricane seasons. It's right. just more, seems like everything's more frequent. What, what's yeah. up? I, I think it's, uh, we're in the beginning stages, at least here, of what we're seeing of, of some of the effects of, of climate change. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it is. It's obvious that uh, <clears throat> our planet is warmer. We know that. That's a scientific fact. Mm -hmm. The poles are melting a little bit, but we're seeing uh, extreme, uh, uh, when we get in extreme weather patterns with climate change, they become more extreme. Just like <clears throat> I'm a baby boomer, grew up in Peoria. The weather is not the same now than not when I grew close. up. Right. Not even close. Right, and generations are seeing that. So you, you can't say to yourself the weather is the same because it's not. Weather has changed mm -hmm. uh, in, in baby boomers' lives since I was growing up here and an and adult now. So, so how fast a clip are we on here with well, these changes? We're, we're still a slow clip. Uh, one climatologist says if we don't do anything to reduce the amount of uh, uh, pollutants and, and carbon dioxide we're putting into the atmosphere, we don't do anything, Peoria could have the climate of Dallas within 100 years. Wow. Yeah, or maybe Vegas, mm -hmm. or something like that. So, you know, we're, we're getting hints of it mm -hmm. uh, with uh, with some of these uh, extreme weather events that we've had. So mm -hmm. we have to keep an eye on it and do diligence and trying to be good uh, stewards of the earth and, mm -hmm. and and not pollute. Give a hoot, don't pollute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Still you, simple. <laughs> Didn't I all say that <laughs> yeah, once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so take me back to where this all began. Uh, Sullivan, Illinois, right. I think, is what was your first job. I yeah. actually know where that is near. Charleston. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, it's between uh, Mattoon and uh, and Decatur there on uh, old Route 121. Yeah. And that was my uh, first uh, uh, first job out of college. It was a part 
part-time gig. I didn't get a full-time job right away, so it was a part-time weekend, and I did uh, uh, what we call a board shift. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I worked on the board uh, and, and ran the music and ball games and stuff, nine to five on Saturday and Sundays. In the meantime, I was here in Peoria uh, pumping gas uh, during the week to, to earn a living at the Carver Standard Station, which was on 1500 block of North Knoxville near I-74. <laughs> did that during the week, drove down to Sullivan on Friday night, slept on the couch in the lounge over the weekend for my board shift, and I did that through the summer. And then my first full-time job uh, in late 76 was in Danville at WDAN, mm -hmm. and uh, then my first Peoria job uh, was uh, a new startup station, which was called WCLL 94.3 in Chillicothe <laughs> in the summer, in the, in, the, in the spring of 77, so that was my first year. So mm -hmm. I've been in the business 43, in Peoria 42, and if you want me to keep going, I'll keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, when I remember uh, you first was, I think you were at uh, WXCLAM, what was WKQA right. back in right. the day, and those group of stations. And then you came over to WMBD, and that's when I got to meet right. the man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and before that, after, uh, let's see, uh, after uh, the uh, uh, WCLL spent a few months there, I was driving from Pekin to Chillicothe, and that wasn't working out for, <laughs> but I got a job at the Pekin radio stations, which at the time were WSIV, still WSIV, and we were beautiful music. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, there were two beautiful music stations going head to head at the time, WSWT mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, WSIV, which later became WGLO and WVEL. So I spent two years playing beautiful music, and then I went to WTAZ 1023 <laughs> from 79 to 84 and did everything there, you know, sports, play-by-play. -play. I got into this crazy business because I wanted to be in play-by-play, -play, mm -hmm. and I did high school play-by-play -play for about 10 years, but I did everything there. And then in 1984, that's when I went to WXEL and mm -hmm. WKQA mm -hmm. and then to WMBD in 1986. So what, uh, what made you decide to all of a sudden pursue the weather? Uh, yeah, angle of things and be on television. Yeah, um, well, when I was at WMBD, I was the uh, radio news supervisor of AM. I was on AM doing news because mm -hmm. I have big, still big passion for news. And our news director, Dwayne Wallace, came up to me, and I was just on radio, and mm -hmm. I had I had a beard and afro and everything else. I did, I had, <laughs> we all did once right, upon yeah, a time. Yeah, we got to the same barber still to this day, <laughs> but. Um, Anyway, so uh, I always loved uh, weather, especially uh, severe weather coverage on radio, because I still think that's the best platform for severe coverage and immediacy. Uh, but um, so I'd have been always you know, liked weather. Well, Dwayne came to me and said, since we're all in the same building, AM, FM, and TV, he says, uh, I'm going to have a, a Sunday night weather opening just at 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. I know you're a weather nut. Would you like to just give it a try, see how you feel, because I need a part-time weather person. Mm -hmm. So I did. That was 1988, <clears throat> after I'd been there a couple years. And um, got in front of the wall, and I liked it and got hooked. And uh, so I, I did uh, part-time weather starting in 88 uh, at uh, WMBD and still was on the radio and mm -hmm. had the best of, best of both worlds. And then I decided, yeah, I want, maybe I want to do this full-time. So I went back to school, went through the Mississippi State uh, Distance Learning Program for broadcast meteorology and took me four years just so I, I wanted to know what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. so, so I got bitten by the bug, uh, but I hadn't intended to do it. It just, I said, sure, I'll give it a try and see what happens and then... That's where so we're So what is that process like of getting certified to be a meteorologist? I mean, four years. I assume part of that is because you take it a 
class at a time or whatever. But. Yeah, um, uh, there are certain requirements. You have two organizations, the American Meteorological Society, and then you have the National Weather Association. Both require uh, testing, and uh, of course, then you have to have the educational background, mm -hmm. and then you have to submit on-air work, and they have to approve the on-air work as well. So uh, it's it's a several-step process to do mm -hmm. that, and uh, so I've got both those seals. I've had those since the mid-90s after I mm -hmm. graduated from Mississippi State. So We were talking before we got started how much uh, weather forecasting in television has changed. I mean, when I first got to Peoria, it was uh, mostly what I would call weather personalities. Not that right. you don't have well, a personality, sure, yeah. but I think of Roly Keith and Bill Houlihan and Lee Ranson. They were not meteorologists, but they were kind of bigger than life personalities. And now... I, do, I can't think of hardly a person that sure. doesn't have a, some sort of meteorological seal behind their name because it's just changed. What, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's hard to believe, but Tom Skilling, the esteemed uh, you know meteorologist at Channel 9, I mean, he, he had puppets in his earlier days. <laughs> yeah. He had to do puppet weather. <laughs> Because There's was, an idea to yeah. take back. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know it's changed from a personality-driven, although if, if you are a meteorologist and have the personality, that, 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 that's a double, uh, a double good for you there. But uh, um, it's just changed because of technology, and um, we have uh, uh, more and more meteorologists who are actually trained and sealed meteorologists going to four years of school. And uh, I think the Weather Channel has brought about mm -hmm. the awareness of, of weather since mm -hmm. it's been on the air you know, over, over 30 years. Years and uh, uh, and now we're all weather aware. We have weather on our phones, our computers, uh, anywhere you want to. You've got weather at your fingertips. So I think, especially the Weather Channel has brought uh, a big uh, realization of weather to the American public. And I think people expect maybe a more expertise mm -hmm. uh, as far as the weather is concerned, seeing that on a national scale, and they want it on the local scale mm -hmm. as well. So. Now, I, I grew up on Tom Skilling and also a guy by the name of John Colbin oh, yeah. in the Chicago area. Yeah. Now, I think he was a meteorologist. Maybe not. Didn't he go on to form the Weather Channel? Yeah, he was one of the founders of the Weather Channel. Unfortunately, uh, and as he got into it, he didn't think this was going to work out, and he pulled out. <laughs> Actually, uh, that's that, that's a story that goes around that. that you know, he, he helped start the Weather Channel, uh, but uh, didn't think it was maybe going to be as successful as they thought. So. Uh, he used to throw snowballs on TV. Well, That's yeah. all I remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking with Chuck Collins from News 25. He, uh, of course, is the chief meteor meteorologist there and has been watching the skies for us for uh, literally decades here. Uh, pleased to have him on airplay today. So um, there are several things you're kind of known for. Uh, you Do you realize you have some expressions that come up time and time again when you're doing the weather? Oh, yeah, constantly. <laughs> My dial wife. up the Doppler? Yeah, I yeah. mean. <laughs> and I got that because of the old Dialing for Dollars show on uh, Channel 31 that Bob Larson hosted in the afternoon. It was actually a live call-in show and during a movie break. It's called Dialing for Dollars, so right, I, I, I that. dial up the Doppler. So that's kind of a throwback to that era. Oh, yeah, yeah. My absolute favorite one. And I think it's pretty much an inside joke for people who, but who know you. But every time you do it, I feel like you're saying hi, Scott. <laughs> when you uh, re you're referring to uh, maybe some not as well known towns in the area, Goofy Ridge, Little America, 
you'll say hello. Hello, yeah. <laughs> that's the Larry King yeah, hello. That's you know. right. Pe- yeah, Pekin, Illinois for Larry King. Hello. hello. You know, and and yeah, so I, yeah. I, I feel Larry a King great King. sense of warmth <laughs> and comfort when you do that. All right, you are also known for being a James Bond <laughs> yeah. freak. Yeah. How in the world did that start? It just started uh, as a little kid with a Bond phenomenon. <laughs> and, of course, uh, when the first Bond movie came out in 1962, I was in second grade, so my parents wouldn't let me go see it, so I had to catch up. Uh, but I've just been a Bond fan all these years and uh, uh, been a collector, although I'm like a lot of, uh, lot of kids uh, I, I had a lot of cool Bond gadgets, but I outgrew them when I got into 16 and got a car and got rid of them, or one of my best uh, baseball cards ended up in my spokes, you know. So, uh, but uh, always been a Bond fan, and uh, I actually I'm a member of an organization called the Ian Fleming Foundation. We actually uh, try and obtain vehicles and, and props from movies, really? and uh, we, uh, we get them, refurbish them, and then we lease them out to uh, museums, car shows, and mm-hmm. things like that, and we have a, a big... Well, actually, Actually, airport hangar in Kankakee is where we have all of our stuff stored. So uh, our latest acquisition was the excavator, Caterpillar excavator they used in Skyfall. And we got that from Caterpillar, and that's one of Were ours. Were you instrumental in getting that, well, obviously? <laughs> I, I helped out, and I did a story on it. And we went up to Mossville and got it because it's been stored at Mossville, mm-hmm. and, and, and we got it over there. So, yeah, that's, that's my passion is, is, is Bond and always has been. So, yeah, I'm kind of a, kind of a freak. Now, do you, do you own a Bond memorabilia piece that you're especially proud of? Yeah, I have, I have a couple. Once again, uh, you know, I got rid of a lot of my stuff when I was, because I thought I'd outgrow it right. you know, and, 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 and got rid of it. But uh, I have a, a pair of limited edition swim fins that AMF Voigt put out from Thunderball back in 1965, uh, mint condition in the box, and that's one of my one of mine, but there are a huge Bond collectors out there that has mm-hmm. much more bigger things than I do, uh, because I can't afford some of those things now, because, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, a briefcase, the famous Bond briefcase is, goes for a couple of thousand dollars now, wow. if you can find them, you know, <laughs> so, so it, it's, it gets into some high-end stuff, but uh, it's fun, and that's what I do a couple of weekends a year, we get together and, and uh, work on the stuff, and, uh, and uh, have it out, and most of our stuff's on loan, or, and, uh, or uh, on, uh, on lease to museums, the mm-hmm. big Bond and Motion Museum in London, a lot of our stuff's there. And uh, any proceeds we make, we're a nonprofit, so we have literary scholarships and things like that. Mm-hmm. So Favorite band? Uh, well, Sean Connery, I'm a baby boomer. You know, I had to go with Connery, the original, and famous, and uh, fa- uh, the most, uh, uh, I guess, my best Bond movie uh, favorite would be Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a baby boomer. I go with Connery. But you know, all have their good and bad qualities. And you know. I kind of, I, I, I'm a, you know, on the very tail end of the baby boom. So I. I go Roger Moore. Yeah. I don't know what, a, what is, and I know a lot of Bond aficionados don't really think he was the cat's meow, but yeah, he was Bond to me. Well, yeah, it's generational. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah. you know, you grew up uh, w- with Roger Moore, and yeah. I grew up with Sean Connery, and uh, other people uh, grew up uh, with uh, Pierce Brosnan and, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole whole work. So, yeah, it's just generational, which is mm-hmm. great, because that's what's kept this thing going since, mm-hmm. you know, 1962. And, yeah, Bond 25 coming out in less than a year now, the 25th in the series. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And now you took this to the next level when you did those commercials for Bremer Jewelry. Yeah. I mean, man, you were like flying in helicopters and falling <laughs> off boats in a wetsuit. We, that had to be fun. We had a great time. Tim, <laughs> Tim Campbell, our uh, creative services uh, director, we, we had a great time. And, and they were like mini movie shoots. I mean, they took several days uh-huh. to do that. And uh, folks would uh, let us have their helicopters and their uh, <laughs> Aston Martins, and we'd borrow all these. Oh, the, I, I, was, I was in my 
elements. That was great. We had a great time doing that. <laughs> so uh, back to the radio thing. My favorite thing you ever did on the radio was Ask Chuck. <laughs> Ask Chuck. Tell people what Ask Chuck yeah. was and how did that come about? Yeah, it came about. Um, <clears throat> John Williams at WMBD Radio uh, uh, at the time, I was uh, I, I would fill in now and then. I, I don't know how it happened. I when I when I started doing more weather than news and 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 was doing more weather mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, as opposed to radio news, uh, they would sometimes need somebody to fill in for an afternoon shift mm-hmm. or whatever, a morning shift, or on the weekend. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it just for fun. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, we uh, we ran into a lull in the show, and I wasn't, uh, you know, didn't have much going on <laughs> trying to figure out what we should do. So um, that was one afternoon uh, at the station, and uh, so people in the newsroom started calling the control room with these bogus questions. <laughs> and it turned out the questions were much funnier than the answers. Like, why do people drive on parkways and park on driveways? And there was no punchline to it. That was the punchline. And people would, would call up, and then mainstream, the mainstream listeners would start calling up, you know, why do we put uh, round pizzas in square boxes? And so it turned in... And that was it. So there's no answer, just the questions. <laughs> you didn't have to Google it. No. Not that there was yeah, Google exactly, that. Yeah, exactly. So that, that was what it was all about. No punchline, just the questions were the punchlines. <laughs> and you brought it back a few years ago on my station, <laughs> yeah, WIRL. Yeah, we, we, we did it a couple of times. I was doing the agribusiness weather on the WIRL uh, for a couple of years there. And, uh, yeah, we, we brought it back just, just for the heck of it. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other thing I remember about you is you were like the official keeper of all Peoria television bloopers. Yeah. Do you still do that? Oh, I do. I, they're they're all on, uh, on all on uh, DVD now, and Good. I'll, I'll converted them. them. Yeah, they're living to them. prosperity. Yeah, yeah exactly. Great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a VHS DVD converter in my basement, and I I, I do that, and uh, then eventually we'll get them into uh, you know digital form. Uh, working on that next, but uh, I, oh, I have a, there's I, some good ones. Oh yeah, I, I have a great time doing that. And Steve Shaw at uh, 25 News, who longtime photographer and creative services, he's got all. Uh, basically EEK stuff, and I got a lot of MBD stuff, so we're putting uh, things together and, <laughs> and chronicling things and, and posting stuff, so yeah. It's going to be in a museum one day. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> just never know. <laughs> no one is safe. Do you have radio ones on there? I've got some oh, cassettes. No. <laughs> I got some cassettes that I've uh, got onto MP3, so they're MP3, yeah. Do you remember like a, a blooper classic that suitable for uh, yeah, PG-13? My, my biggest... Uh, TV blooper uh, during weather was uh, back in 95. I was uh, doing the noon show, and uh, Rusty Dunn, Shelly Dankoff, and I were doing the uh, noon show. And um, uh, I said, um, <clears throat> the jet stream divides warm and cold air masses, but I, for whatever reason, didn't say the M on masses. <laughs> And at that time, there was no, you know, YouTube or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> but Dick Clark's bloopers were, were always looking for bloopers. They got wind of that, oh, called no. me, <laughs> and paid me like four hundred dollars <laughs> for the blooper. Well, it was worth it. Yeah. And it's still I'll say on, that anytime. <laughs> it's, it's still on YouTube if you, if you search it. It's been put on YouTube. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Left the M off masses. Uh, 
<laughs> we we have all done it. We have all done it. <laughs> so uh, I just heard you say you celebrated an anniversary. I know you had a son that just graduated yeah. from uh, college. Yeah. yeah, things are going well for you. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> uh, our, our son Ian, we had late. He was well, most people know he was forty when I was born, so we had him late. But uh, he graduated ISU. He just uh, spent the first year uh, teaching at the Alternative High School in Pontiac mm-hmm. because he likes alternative uh, school. So uh, and his name is Ian, and he's named after Ian Fleming. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> That's outstanding. Well, yeah. Chuck, you're a class act. Thank you for all you do to keep us safe. Uh, I know that sometimes you get a lot of heat probably oh, yeah. for uh, weather coverage, but I think I, having survived the Washington tornado, I really appreciate it. So. Yeah, you would be surprised the people who get upset that we interrupt programming, but we take the high road and say we have to keep people safe, and mm-hmm. you can find your program somewhere else and yeah. DVR or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, thank you Scott, very much. Scott, it's been a blast. Yeah. This went fast. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Chuck Collins from 25 News and longtime Peoria broadcaster on radio and TV, keeping us safe and watching the skies for us till this day. All right, you can catch this episode of Airplay and uh, future ones and past ones at PeoriaLife.com, Facebook, YouTube, and, of course, Channel 17 on the i3 broadband system. Until next time, this is Scott Wheeler for Airplay. PeoriaLife.com.